until Jesus comes. Hallelujah. This is the countdown. Why have they put uh, all the oil just round Egypt? Because they're keeping, they're keeping the gun at the nation's head. They don't side with Jerusalem. They don't side with them. Because if they do, the Arabs will hold the energy supply, which is the oil supply. And so they're keeping the gun and they're moving just at the right time. Oh, thank God for the truth. But do you know, you know, I thought to myself, yes, they've got all the energy and, and it's in the wrong hands. It's in the hands of the Arabs and it should be in the hands of, of God's people. But nevertheless, I thank God for the true oil, the oil of the anointing of God, which lasts eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's enough to be going on with, isn't it? You've got a mountain. Oh, thank God for faith that brings forth this joy. Faith that brings forth love and joy and peace. You know, brothers and sisters, you just and I just don't realise the tremendousness of this precious, precious salvation. No wonder he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I'll tell you what, there's not enough fear in the church of God. There's not enough fear in the church of God. Not the fear of man, but the fear of God. We worship a great God. You know, he says, as you see the day approach, exhort one another. Uh, talk about the things of God. It, it's strange to me, and it's strange to you. Let our conversation, let it, let it grow deeper and sweeter. You know, I found that as I talk about the things of God, literally I feel my soul strengthened. My heart is enlarged. 
and he's coming. You see, the, the enemy is taking over all the talking facilities, all the radios and the, and the televisions and, and taking over all these things because talking is so important. So let us, let us ask God, whatever you lack, ask God in wisdom. Do we need to go to man for any spiritual gift? We, we go to God for, for, for whatever you need, whatever you're lacking. Don't, don't live a destitute, don't live a destitute spiritual life. Don't live on bread and water. When, when my God has given, given his whole life, when Jesus Christ made the perfect sacrifice, he made a perfect sacrifice. And all you have to do is surrender and keep going. Surrender and keep going. Because Jesus says, go. And it meant go, it means it to the church. Go. And as you go, you keep alive. You keep alive. Hallelujah. You know there are some terrific forces coming up against the church of God. But I thank God that he's got his hand on his own church. He has his hand on his own church to keep it, and he's keeping it. But you know there's a, there's a work to be done by the Holy Spirit, and that is of, of, of cleaning out the spots and the wrinkles. Cleaning out the spots and the wrinkles. Oh, make me clean. Oh, make me clean. I'm perjurious tired, that must be. But make me clean. You know, I don't know what about you, but I have a chance of, of coming to the presence of God and feeling absolutely clean. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? Feeling not only clean, but absolutely well-dressed. Well-dressed. He's saying to the church today, Oh, Zion, lift up yourselves and get dressed and come in. Get dressed. Get dressed. You can't come into the banquet and ask any sloppy old owl. I'm not, now you know, more spiritually minded than this, but to know that I'm not talking um, um, mathematically. I'm talking about being dressed and ready for anything God wants to do for you. And I can't worship it and I can't do it. But my faith is turned loose and I'll faith to believe that as I come in, within the veil he does it and he does do it I don't care what more and I don't care what what less or what right you've been mixed up in when you get in that Holy Ghost meeting it can all drop off and you can be all messed up we all get messed up we all get messed up mucked up if you like we do Thank God for the faith that believes what Jesus said and Jesus does. Now are you clean? Now are you clean? Through the word Jesus said to his disciples, they've been messing about with a lot of unbelieving Pharisees and they were all mucked up with all sorts of thoughts that they've no business to be thinking. And immediately he started to talk to them. And he says, now are you clean through the word I've spoken to you? And your word can literally make somebody clean. It can change the thinking out of the wrong channel into the right channel. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we do love you. And God put it there. He do love you. It doesn't matter. He, we love you. Hallelujah. 
and you love us. And here it is. What the most wonderful family in the old wide world. And the most precious family in the old wide world. The most precious family in the old wide world because it belongs to God and to Jesus. Hallelujah. We are, we are his offspring. Thank God. I'm an offspring and I've been springing ever since. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, this is the blessed hope that we have within us. Amen. And yet, you know, it's not a hope as such that we say, well, I, I hope it happens or I hope I'll be all right. There's a blessed assurance inside. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, that's what I feel in these last days, that God is doing something wonderful in every one of us. And yet I begin to realise more and more how necessary it is Although we keep talking about the family of God and how wonderful the family of God is to be an individual with God, to have each and every one of us to have a real born-again experience, for every one of us to be assured in our hearts as an individual that when Christ comes, I shall be like him. Hallelujah. What a blessed assurance. You know, Henry was talking about the family of God, and don't get me wrong when I say this, but, you know, when I think of the family of God, I can see that the family of God has got to do something to come up to the standard of my family life. Can you see what I mean? Yeah. That there needs to be a greater move of the Spirit in the family of God to come up to my family life. In other words, that every one of us needs a greater move of the Spirit of God in our hearts. Because you know, as a family, I'm blessed as a family man that I've got a wife who loves me, we're still in love, but all of our children, God has made them individuals in our family, but every one of them as individuals are loved just the same. 
that they're all acceptable to faith and myself is not one loved more than the other we was laughing the other day over something that happened between Sandra and Denise when they were little girls suddenly Sandra was crying in bed and we went up to see what had happened and evidently Denise had said to her mam loves me more than she loves you <laughs> so she said what leads you to believe that so she said well you've got two little holes in your pillowcase and there isn't any in mine <laughs> mam's given you the ones with the holes in because she doesn't love you as much as she loves me and Sandra took this so much to heart that she began to cry about it and you know although we laugh about it we begin to feel this in our individual lives if we're not careful because we see that somebody we begin to look at other people and begin to think that their life is blessed more than yours is you begin to think that God has done something more for a brother or a sister than he's done for you and in the end you begin to listen to the voices that begin to tell you that God has done something more for them than he's done for you but you know if every one of my children are acceptable to me that every problem that they have becomes mine every care that they have becomes mine and when I say mine I include faith as well because it's ours if they, are, if they have a problem we have a problem if they have a care we have a care if they have a need we have a care you see it's a family business and they're all loved the same none of them are different to us and when we begin to believe this in our Christian experience then we should feel free in the spirit that God has done something beautiful in my life and I can tell you as I stand before you tonight that I find myself in a wonderful place tonight I find myself in a wonderful place because God has told me it's a wonderful place I find myself in a place where everything seems dry in my experience everything seems barren in my experience but I find myself speaking to myself as I've spoken to many of you many a time how God spoke to Moses when he was in a barren and a wilderness place and he says Moses Take the shoes from off your feet for the ground whereon thou standest is holy ground. And I'm convinced and persuaded tonight that the place that I am in is a precious and a wonderful and a glorious place because God is in it. Hallelujah. And I believe that I need something to be done in this barren and this dried up place or else God wouldn't have put me there. God wouldn't put me there. God wouldn't have me there tonight if he wasn't doing something wonderful down in my heart. The reason he's doing it is because Jesus is coming back again. Hallelujah. You know, a long time ago, well, I spoke to you about a certain thing. And a few weeks ago, I reprimanded myself for speaking about the same thing over and over again. And somebody on a tape reprimanded me. <laughs> and said, if God has said it, then you must stand by it. It doesn't matter. If there's a need, if you've got to say it a thousand times, say it a thousand times. Because if the people won't accept it, God will keep giving it till they do. Now I remember telling you many times about a story of a brother in the mission 
when we used to go down to pray. And every morning he used to pray the same prayer. Oh Lord, will you sweep these cobwebs out of my life? Every morning he prayed the same prayer. Oh Lord, will you sweep the cobwebs out of my life? Real burden on his soul as well. He really meant it. One morning one brother got up from the chair and he'd him enough and he laid his hands on him. And he said, Lord, never mind about cobwebs. Let's have shut of the spider. <laughs> and I believe God has drawn us together here in this place. And sometimes we go through an experience where we feel, oh, if I could just get into a glory meeting and just let, let me have a, a time in the spirit and let me let something, let's get shut of the cobwebs. But I believe as we gather together in the presence of God, we can have a greater and a more wonderful and a more powerful move on our hearts than the sweeping away of the cobwebs, than the dancing and the singing, that God can come down and destroy the very spider that's in your life. Because you know, as we get into a meeting and we see that we're sweeping the cobwebs away, you find the old spider, it spins its web somewhere else. You pick a spider up and you say, if you want to live and thrive, let the spider run alive. And you take it into another part of the house, hoping that he'll build his cobwebs where nobody But he'll still build his cobwebs. He's very persistent. Very persistent. He'll always carry on with the work that he has to do. And that is the work of the enemy, but praise the Lord tonight. We're here under the power and the moving of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The word of God that says that when he comes, I shall be like him. And I believe there's a greater power working in me tonight than is working in the world. I believe there's a greater force working in me tonight, even though I feel that going through that barren experience. Oh, I thank God because he said... Paul said that wherever he found himself in whatever situation, he would be content with it. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for that contented feeling tonight, that blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. And this is what the family of God is all about, to make it a family life that when one has a problem, one has a care, then we all have a problem. We all have a care, and we're all acceptable in the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I tell you, brother, tonight, I tell you, sister, tonight, whoever you are, whatever walk of life you come from, you're accepted in the beloved. We stand solely on the redemption ground tonight. There's nothing else. There is no other argument. I have no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. Hallelujah. And bless the Lord, I love him tonight. Oh, praise the Lord. And now I'm going to sit down, but before I do, I want to call you all to one common thing, and that's to pray for somebody. A man I love very much. He's not a Christian. He don't know what salvation is. But I love him tonight and I can feel for him. He's a man I used to work with and I felt last night that I should go and see him. And he said, oh, Fred, he said, you don't know how much we've talked about you in these last few days. I'm so glad you've come. But you know, the man is all at one side of him. He's, he's full of cancer and he's got another cancer in his head and he's going crazy with pain. But you know, I believe tonight if every one of us would bear this. Listen, you think of this as one of your family. Can you imagine one of your children dying? 
You just think of it. One of your children, one of your grandchildren, one of your loved ones. If one of you tonight, as one that is on the point of death tonight, can you, you know that feeling? Those of you that's lost children, those of you that's had them die, or one of your loved ones close to you, you know that feeling that there was inside? That, oh, if only you could take their place. Yeah. You've had that feeling, haven't you? Oh, if I could just take their place. I know you've had a broken and a contrite heart because of that loved one. Well, I believe that if we really belong to the body of Christ, I've said this time and time again, if we're born right, we'll live right. Amen. And I believe that if we are really in the body of Christ, we shall feel for one another, just like we feel for our own in the natural, that when somebody has a need, there will be broken hearts. There'll be a pleading for people. And I believe this man tonight, his greatest need is salvation. Yeah. But I believe for a long time that the touch of healing has often turned men and women to Christ because they see that God is real. And I believe tonight that that cancer has no power against this living God. Amen. And I feel for him, and I want everyone... Amen. You know, I want you that feel of a broken and a contrite heart for somebody who is on the verge of death, that you'll pray such a prayer with me tonight. I just want God to touch George and I want him to touch his wife Elizabeth. You know, she's in her 80s and God has blessed her. And you know, George is many years younger than her, about 15 or 16 years younger than her. But he said last night, he said, Fred, I can see that God has been good to my wife that she might look after me. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, not only George tonight, but those of you that have loved ones that really need a touch of God, whether they're sick in body, whether the backslidden or you feel God needs a touch, I believe this is such as the body of Christ. And under such an anointing, I want us all to pray tonight that God will do a mighty work. And if you, if you like, after the meeting, if you want me to give you his name and address, if anyone of you would like to write to him uh, and just drop him a little line and tell him that you're praying for him, you know, I believe that these things touch people's lives. I thank God that God moved me last night to go and speak to him. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for that. We'll pray for that brother. There's another particular brother now that's rung up about. His brother Tom, a lovely man, has just retired one day and the next day he's paralyzed. He's had a stroke. Yes, and amen. he's very, very sick indeed. Just a lovely man and a lovely Christian. We'll cover your prayers for Tom at Scunthorpe as yeah. well as this brother. Also, I'd like to mention there's another one. Some rung up on the phone today and they said, we'd have loved to have been with you, Henry. We're right down there in Plymouth and oh, believe me, religion's crowding us all out and it's killing the joy yeah. and we're losing out again, Henry. Will you remember us in prayer tonight at Fiskerton? We're losing out. And I know what they meant losing out because this wonderful anointing is Whoa, very scarce yes, this country amen. even today. Bless you, Lord. There are many, very few places where we can have the freedom <laughs> and, you, and the power of God is coming down. And yes, he's amen. even greatly blessed, but they were almost crying over the phone that they were losing out. Will oh, you pray for us tonight? And the name is Charlie and, and his wife. And they, uh, Mary. Mary. Charlie and Mary. And so those remember those two. Bless and you, uh, also... There's another one, brother wrote to me, bless him, his wife is 87 and he's 81. And she's oh. very, very ill in hospital and he had to go 50 miles to visit her. 
and it's German Alice, and they write me regular glory letters. It's a real glory man. And he sends one, and when he's telling me all the troubles, he finishes letter with glory, 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 Amen. glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory Thank man. you, Jesus. Something real. Well, oh, there's Alice. I mention these names, and there's what Fred said as well oh, now. Anyone else got a special request for prayer? Just shout it out in a meeting now, because we've got a God that he has announced for prayer. He's concerned about it, brother. He's concerned about you, sister, and about your loved ones. Anyone got a special request for Oh, Bob, yes. What's his name? Ron. 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 Roy. Roy, that's right. Yes, Roy. that's right. Thank you, that's Billy. Good. And anyone else, brother and sister? Well, thank you, Doc. Yeah, uh, God's hearing it, God's hearing it. Just shout it out. Anyone else? Eunice. Eunice. Yes. Yes. Come on. Come thank on. you, brother. Yeah. And Betty, she needs a touch tonight. The Holy Spirit Bless is here, brother and sister. Yes, thank to you. To hear and answer your yes, prayer tonight. Yes, thank you, Jesus. We're here for one purpose only. Yeah. And that's for souls to be delivered and bodies to be healed. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Remember this gospel works. Yes, amen. This gospel works. Amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for the most wonderful gift that man has ever received. For when you gave us Jesus, thy word is said that he was obedient unto death, even unto the death of the cross that he set his face as it were of flint towards Jerusalem. That he said, I came not to do my will, but the will of my Father that has sent me. We thank you, Lord, because thy word is said of him, that he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto man. That he went down into the depths of hell and he rose again, victorious over death and hell. And he said, whenever you have a need, and you come unto my Father, just mention my name. Father, we mention the name of Jesus of Nazareth tonight. Oh, you demon of cancer, we come against you in the beautiful name of Jesus of Nazareth. We curse you tonight. We bind you tonight. We cast you into the bottomless pit tonight. We come against you not in the strength of our own, but in the might and the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, we bind you at this very moment. We bind you in that child. We bind you in our brother George. We bind you in everybody that has been mentioned tonight. You spirit of fear of cancer that goes before him, proclaiming the name of cancer and putting fear in the hearts of men and women, I come against you and I bind you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth tonight. I bind you and I cast you into the bottomless pit, standing on the authority that God has given me tonight and that God has given unto the, the body of Christ tonight. We shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Ye shall take up serpents. If you shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. Oh, and all these promises we stand tonight because we have been redeemed. Hallelujah. 
by the precious blood of the Lamb. And all the other needs that have been mentioned tonight, oh God, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you meet every need. And Lord, tonight, if we talked about the body of Christ, will you in these last hours, Lord, unite us in the bonds of Calvary, love? So do work on every one of our hearts as we gathered here tonight, Lord, that we shall never, ever be the same again. Oh, Lord, touch my life afresh tonight. Do the work that you need to do in me tonight, Lord. Keep me rejoicing, Lord, in this barren place. Keep me steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Oh, bless you tonight, Lord. We love you, Lord, tonight that we can say, I am covered over with a robe of righteousness that Jesus gave to me. Hallelujah. I am covered over with the precious blood of Jesus, and he lives in me. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so tonight, Lord, continue to move on every one of our hearts. Make us determined to be ready, Lord, when the trumpet shall sound. Hallelujah. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless the Lord. arthritis nine years ago actually and um, I didn't want to live I you know I was too scared to take an overdose of tablets and I went into a meeting you know with a friend of mine and um, I went into that meeting and the joy of the Lord was on the, the people's faces you know and I thought oh they, they look so lovely and I was so miserable I was so miserable 
in myself because I, I was in so much pain. You know, Satan to get a hold of us sometimes, doesn't he? You know, but if we are willing for God to uh, just take over, you know, just ask God to come into your hearts. And uh, that day I asked God to come into my heart. I said, God, if you are real and you take away this pain for me, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And, you know, today, to think that I've got it, you know, I've got Jesus within me. And no one can take it from us. You know, sometimes we can use the... A lot of Christians, you know, they, they'll tread you down. They say, oh, yes, this joy of the Lord. It don't last. I said, it lasts in me. Oh, you know, it's up to each one of us, isn't it? Once God had given you something, don't allow anyone to take it from you. You know, it's your own fault. If you lose it, it's your own fault. But I'm sure in my heart tonight that no one will take this love that God has placed. No, he writes our name on tablets of stone yes, and I thank God tonight that if anybody in this world don't love me I know my Jesus loves me and that's all that matters and it's just lovely to be here I just wish there was more room you know I, I just feel <laughs> praise the Lord you just feel you want to take off I, you know ever since the Lord has saved me well since I've been coming to these meetings you know which is only two or three years ago and the first Henry's meeting I went to I think I've seen him here tonight. The gentleman at the back, he, he came up and encouraged me to come out, you know, and I was just, you know, I thought he was so silly, you know, this, and yet everybody looked so happy, and I thought, oh, well, you know, it is catching, and he said, you'll never be the same, and I never have been the same, and I don't want to be like I used to be, you know. I'm one of these lively Christians, and got to get moving, and got to get going. You know, I can never sit long in a meeting, and, uh, after <laughs> bless the Lord. And uh, when I went back to my church, you know, I thought, oh, this is it. This is something more from God, you know, that I've been seeking after. And I went back and I was expecting everybody, you know, to, oh, they'll want this, you know. And Connie said, don't let him rob you of it, sister. I said, no. He was so precious to me. And it's still precious to me today. It's more than it was two years ago, you know, because God is adding daily, isn't he? Yeah. The more you praise him, the more you love him, the more you speak in tongues. You know, I used to speak in tongues quietly, you know, and Sister Lorraine, she's got a lovely tongue, you know, I think, oh, Lord, I wish I could have it like Sister so-and-so, you know. But I'm thankful for what you've given me, you know, Lord. And I thought, am I really thankful for what you've given me? Yes, I am, but I want that a little bit more, Lord, because I know there's more and more, isn't it? It's just like a fountain, you know, the more we love Jesus, that well comes, you know, and the more we praise him, the more he gives us. And the more we thank him, the more he gives us. And it's just fantastic, isn't it? So I've got my buckets here tonight. Brothers, and uh, I don't want anybody coming in my well. Hallelujah. And he's just wonderful. And I'm glad I'm here tonight. You know, everybody's entering into this this lovely spirit, isn't it? You know, it's the yeah. spirit of God. He's he's coming down from heaven. Yeah. And he's blessing all those that want it, you know. And I've looked round, you know, not very often because I'm, I'm entering in myself. And it is. The more you enter in, the more God will give you. And I love you all tonight. Praise his lovely name. Thank you. So glad to be here tonight. It's great. It's wonderful. You know, I'd rather be here tonight than in any disco because... Uh, 
It's great how the Lord helps you to get your feet moving, isn't it? You know, even when sometimes you don't feel that your feet can move, you know. It says to put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. And you know, sometimes it's hard to put on the garment of praise. But you know, if you try that little bit, God will really help you to worship him and to praise him. And you know, it's, it's just great to love the Lord. And it's great to know that Jesus is real. Hallelujah. And it's great to know that we're in one family and have got this love. Because in a world like it is today, I know it's always been bad and there's always been sin, but today it's really bad because it says in the Bible that in the last days that it's going to get really bad, that people are going to be without natural affection. It says in Timothy, without natural affection. And, you know, it shows that God is real because we've got the Holy Spirit within us to love one another. And I've never seen, you know, any more love I know you, you've all got the love of God within you, like, but in Brother Henry by you, I Bless think he's you. lovely. And I, <laughs> he's really got the love of God within him because not everybody can go up to each person in a meeting and put their arms around them, and that takes God to do that. And I'm so glad that I'm here tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. Bless you. You know, there's one thing that had been brought home very much to me this week. We went to a meeting on Monday night, and it's a a Roman Catholic charismatic meeting, and these people are really seeking God. And a a neighbour of ours um, came round to see Sue, she got a rodent ulcer on her her head, and she was really in quite a state. But you know, Sue was able to minister to her in in our own home and in her home, you know, and it led us going to this meeting. You know, and these, these people are very, very sincere Christians, who are seeking God in a real... They want more of God, irrespective of what they believe, irrespective of what they think, they're seeking God. You know, and I thank God on Monday night for what he'd done in my life. I thanked him for the rest and the peace that has entered into me. I thank him for that. You know, when you see young Christians trying so hard trying so hard to do the right thing, to do what God wants them to do. You know, the scripture rang in my ears all night, there remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God. There remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God. You know, when we can enter into that rest, when we can enter into that living with God, you know, we cease from our own striving. We get into automatic. And God takes us on. We don't need to strive. We don't need to force anything. God is there to lead us, to guide us. You know, it's a wonderful revelation to me. You know, I never really appreciated what God was doing and is doing and has done in me until I went to that meeting on Monday night. And it really blessed me. It really blessed me to know that that's what God was doing in me. He's doing it in his all. He's doing it in his all tonight. You know, I thank God that he's shed abroad his love within our hearts. That we may love one another. You know, we're all the family of God. There's been a lot of talk about the family of God tonight. We are all the family of God. The whole of creation 
is waiting and groaning until now for the manifestation of the sons of God. And you know, tonight, God can manifest his son in you and I. You know, I thank God for that. You know, there's one thing that is, has been made more and more obvious to me, and that is the sureness, the blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. You know, I have something of faith within me that God has put there that is concrete, that is everlasting. It's not something that is going to be pushed to one side. It is something that is going to stand fast. It's going to stand fast against whatever may come against it. It's marvellous. This thing that God puts within us, this assurance, this steadfast spirit, this confidence that we have that God can overcome anything and everything that he puts in our path, that is something that we can really thank God for tonight. You know, if we haven't entered into this place, God can do it tonight. I really believe that God can do it because he's done it in me. God bless you. Heavenly Father, with such a wonderful blessing, we give you all the praise and all the glory. For Jesus' sake, amen. Cup of tea for you now, brothers and sisters, and thank you for coming. Bless you.